Today I have Conal Thomas on human becomings. Conal is a global speaker, multiple title author, mindset coach, team builder, and corporate trainer. But more importantly than any of those titles, Conal is a husband and father to his son Bryce Five and his daughter Nia Three. I had the pleasure of speaking with Cornell about positivity and exploring human connections along with the importance of smiling and the importance of making an impact in a human manner called hardship. Let's take a listen what he has got to say. Welcome, Cornell, and I'm really excited to have you on Human Becomings today. Thank you. So today we're going to talk about positivity, and I know that your work surrounds around positivity. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about why you chose positivity, and how long have you been focusing on this work? It's funny. I think, Mila, that it's been my whole entire life. Uh, when I was four years old, my father passed away from cancer. And when my father passed away, my mom uh, had to raise five of us on her own with no money. So seeing my mom come home and not take the stresses of all that uh, out on us and just work hard and have a smile on her face and tell us all the time, like everything happens for a reason. I think that I was just groomed to have a more positive mindset. Uh, She didn't come home and talk about all the problems we had. She didn't come home and talk about us being poor. All she talked about was solutions. So without saying to us, be positive all the time or kind of beating us over the head with it. Just the way she moved, her actions are what made me positive. I started speaking about eight years ago. And the reason I started speaking is because I was just sick of seeing all the negative BS on social media. I was just, I think literally that's how it happened. Like I was a basketball player, got a contract to play professional basketball, got injured right before I was supposed to go and play professional basketball, started coaching basketball. And then I was coaching. I was coaching hoops. I was like, okay, well, this is my destiny. I'm supposed to be a Division One basketball coach, blah, 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 blah. Like, that was my whole identity. And I tell people all the time, like, us athletes, we get caught with our identity, right? Like, it's just the sport. I'm no longer Cornell Thomas. I'm Cornell Thomas, the basketball player. You know, I'm Cornell Thomas, the coach. So I thought that was my identity, and it was going to stay my identity until I die. And then I was on uh, Facebook one day, and I'm reading my timeline, and it was just the most negative bullshit like I've ever I've like ever seen in my life. Like just first world problems. Like, oh my gosh, my latte spilled today. Like <laughs> yeah. this stuff that does not matter. It's like it's like okay. And so I had a book of positive quotes. A friend actually ironically sent me a book of positive quotes. And I started taking the quotes out of the book every day. And I would just post it. No meme, no nothing. Just post the words. And people started to like it. And then I was like, I think there's something to this. And then I started writing my own quotes. And people still liked it because I lost a book one day. So I was like, well, screw the book. I'm just going to write my own quotes. And then the quotes became blogs and the blogs became books. And my first book, The Power of Positivity, Controlling Where the Ball Bounces, was just the people in my life that had a positive impact on me. And I wanted to pour that back into them. Like, look, man, like if it wasn't for you doing what you did, even if it was two hours, two days, two weeks, whatever it was, I wouldn't be who I am. So uh, positivity is funny because people think it's smiling all the time. Like 
you're positive. Oh, Mila, you're positive. So you, you, you might never, you're probably never angry. You never get upset. You never have these human emotions. That's not positivity to me. That's stupidity, right? Acting like everything's fine all the time. Like that's not, that's not being a human. Like I have moments of being angry. I have moments of being upset. I have moments of all these things. I just don't live in them. That's the difference. Like I'm not going to stub my toe at 8 a.m. on a Monday and then that Wednesday still be pissed I stubbed my toe because life is too short for that. So that's how I look at positivity. I, I just come at it in a real way. When I speak to people, I don't speak in a dashiki and like lighting incense and like floating on a mountain like I know everything. I don't. I know this much. There's so much knowledge in the world. I know this much about the planet. All I can tell people is what my experience have been. And my experiences are being negative for an extended period of time does freaking nothing for anybody. True. I absolutely love what you said. That was a load of great points that you make, Camilla. And you mentioned something about what's the point of carrying negativity, right? And years ago, my mom taught me about this Buddhist monk. And he was walking along with one of his disciplines, right? And both of them were walking down the river. And as they were walking down the river, they saw a prostitute. And the prostitute didn't have any means to cross the river. Or, and she was hurt as well. So what the monk did was carry her on his back hmm. and gave her a walk. A, well, you can't really say a ride. Like, carried her <laughs> across the river. But, yeah. but his follower, the monk's follower, had this thought in his head, thinking that the prostitute was dirty, was not a good human. So he had all those negativity thoughts, right? And once they crossed the river, the monk, you know, um, let down that prostitute and said, okay, I've helped you this much. And now you're on your way. Please recover. And he went about going on his journey. And they walked for 30 more minutes. And the monk was meditating, but his follower kept on saying, monk, you know, uh, uh, they call Sifu or teacher. We talk about positivity, we talk about meditation, we talk about you know, how to be clean, but you carry a prostitute 30 minutes ago and you carry her over the river. The monk's response was, I have let that go, but you are still carrying the baggage around. I look at it as helping another human being without judgment. And you're so right. You know, sometimes we carry around, we walk around thinking, I have to be positive. In order to be positive, I must suppress all kinds of other negative things. And like you said, every emotion is valid emotion. And every emotion helps another emotion, right? It complements another emotion. Yeah. And I absolutely love what you said. Your mom came back home you know, talking, she didn't talk about negative things. She showed it via actions, right? Shifting that mindset from, from negativity into positivity. Mm -hmm. And you spoke about identity as well, right? And we, we, we shape our identity. So let's talk a little bit about identities yeah. in depth. Yeah. What makes us, I know that that's a communication theory, the looking glass self as to we take on 
our perception, we take on our identities based on other people's perception and other people's thinkings and opinions and judgment about us. But in this area, right, in this matter of social media and the Evernow culture era, how can we shift our identities to be us and not grasp into onto that mindset of what ifs? What if I'm not? What if I'm not enough? Yeah. That's first off the the story that you said about Buddha is a beautiful story. I love hearing um, Buddha stories because they're always they're always so powerful and insightful. I've never heard that one before, so thank you for that one because I can store that one away to, for my for my knowledge. I can share it. Uh, I would say uh, the problem with social media, one of the biggest problems, is that we get everybody's highlight reel, right? So no one goes on social media and goes. I have diarrhea today. Like no, like <laughs> no, no one says that, right? Like everybody is having the time of their life and they're all filtered up. So we tend to, as humans, compare ourselves to this highlight reel. And that's not realistic, right? I can't compare my, my worst day to your best day. There's no comparison there. Right? If you had the best day of your life, I had the worst day of my life, and now I'm on social media looking at Mila, just hair's flowing, her friends are around her, she's laughing, she's feeling great, she has this drink that she loves to drink, and blah, 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 blah. And here I am, I just lost my job, my wife left me, and I'm depressed. Now, if I see that and I start to say, well, my life sucks because it's not that, then I'm completely missing everything. And we get misconstrued in the thinking that social media is reality. It is not reality. It's not. Reality is the good and the bad. A lot of times when I go and I post things, like I just posted a video just now on Instagram about, it's called um, division by subtraction. And it's all about how divided our planet is. There are people that don't want to have these conversations because they don't want their social media persona to look like there's any waves like i want to have as many followers as i don't want to make everybody anybody a man i want to be apolitical i don't want to say anything because i don't want anybody mad at me i don't care because it's who i am if me and you have a conversation and we have a difference of opinion i'll respectfully say my opinion and listen to your opinion and we'll have a conversation about it that's what social media is to me we need to stop faking it like stop faking it who are you trying to impress like i'm not trying to impress anybody i'm trying to impress myself like every day I want a better version of me. So I can go on social media and not be jaded by all the garbage. I can go on social media and not see all these speakers that are by private jets or Lamborghinis. And like, I'm a six-figure six earner per month because I speak here. If I was not comfortable with me, I'd be like, well, I don't make a million dollars a month right now. Maybe I'm, not, maybe I'm not a good speaker. You know, maybe I don't have any worth. So I think it just comes down to being comfortable with yourself first and understanding that what you're seeing is the matrix. It's not real. None of it's real. Like 10% of it's real. 90% of it's filtered out, right? And comparing yourself to that is the most ridiculous thing that you can do. I love what you just said, comparison, right? And that is an inevitable aspect of what we do. We constantly compare ourselves to everyone else mm -hmm. we constantly compare ourselves on social media like you said on instagram it is this romanticized platform everyone wants to be this romantic hero or heroine right mm -hmm. like 
I do not know. I, I can't even think about romantic movies now. Mulan. Yeah. Is Mulan a romantic show? Yeah. <laughs> I do not know. I've stopped watching the telly because it depresses me a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, we, we, we look at what other people are doing. A great example you just mentioned, Kunal, is about the speakers, right? That is so true. I have had so many people tell me or express to me, you know, me like, you know, how are you going to compete with people like Jay Shetty or Lewis House or, or Gary Vee or how are you going to compete with all of them? And I tell them, yes, in your eyes, I am a nobody because that's your judgment. That's how you perceive me to be, right? But I am not competing with anyone else. It's their strengths, whatever that they are doing, it's their journey. I'm not going to interrupt their journey. I'm not interrupting my journey either, right? And you just mentioned speaking the truth, being comfortable with what you have got to offer or with yourself, right? And sometimes we forget that we are all individuals and what we bring, our each unique trait right is our strength what we bring to the table cannot be duplicated unless someone sees it yeah. and then they take it and they take it and run it off as their idea yeah. and that is the world that we live in and you have hit it spot on on the head right social media is not reality it's, it's virtual it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean my thing is how how are they going to compare to you right like you can't be them just like they can't be you. And that's what's dope about being a human being. We can't be each other, right? You can't clone anybody exactly to who they are. So it's not about Mila being Jay Shetty or Gary Vee or whoever the hell. It's about they can't be her either, right? They can't do exactly what you do. I can't do exactly what you do. There's no way. That's what makes us all special as individuals. And I hate when people say like, oh, well, not everybody's special. No, we're all special because we were all born, right? We were all born. That right there makes us special. Now, what you do with that is on you, right? What, what you do with this is on you. But when you say things like that, like, oh, not everybody's special. No, man, we are. Because when you're a one in 400 trillion chance or whatever it is, that's special. If you put 400 trillion marbles and say, hey, Cornell, I want you to pick out this marble. I'm going to mix it in. And you mix the whole thing up. And I put my hand in. And I pick out that marble. You're going to be saying, holy crap, this dude must be omniscient. Like, he's a god. He's an ape. Like, so how did he possibly do that? That's what happened for us to be born. So if that's the case, how can you tell me that this person is not special? Right? It's impossible for this person not to be special. I see you and what you're doing. I'm like, what she does is dope. We have different journeys, but I can still respect the hell out of your journey. And say, man, Mila's killing it. Like, I love what she's doing. I can't wait to promote what she does, right? I don't have to be you to promote you and to respect you. And that's the thing. People think that Mila has to be this person. Cornell has to be this person. We, we have to be this person. You got to be that person. Period. Right. I, I absolutely love it. And I agree with you, right? We are each unique. And, and let's talk about special. Like, not everyone is special. Yeah. And that's the narrative. That is the narrative that it is becoming. People need to stop saying that not everyone is special. That means that you are disregarding someone else's existence, right? It's like, okay, everyone is special. Like no one speaks like you. 
both of us, Canal, your brain is so different and so epic, right? I can't have your brain, mm. right? This conversation that we are having, this, this dialogue right now, I do not know what you're about to think, yeah. <laughs> right? And what you're about to share. But we are bouncing off each other's thoughts. And even if we agree or disagree, that dialogue itself provides an opportunity for us to grow, to think, according to the way that we think in individualistic ways to make our own educated education. So how can people say that not everyone is special? The way we walk, right? You can recognize someone just from the way that they walk or move, right? Sometimes when you are in a room and you're in another room and that's a presence, someone is in the room and you can immediately recognize, oh, it's my dad. Yeah. Oh, it's Canel. Oh, it's it's someone else. You can recognize even without seeing them. So tell me that. <laughs> I love it. I love what you're saying. I'm just sitting here nodding. I love what you're saying. It's beautiful. It's and it's so true. I'm sorry to cut you off, but it's just like I love what you. I'm just sitting here nodding. I'm like, wow. It's so I, I hope millions of people listen to this because it's such a it's such an important point that you're making that you're saying right now. Right. We can't even the thing like with just the walk, right? Like you can literally see someone walk. You can have a silhouette and see the, just the walk and see their gait and say, Oh, that's mom. Oh, that's right. right. Oh, that's, yeah. That's, that's dope. I love it. I love that. Yeah. It, it, it's just, people just need to realize that. And, and you know, it's, you mentioned something um, about, you know, not making or not making a million dollars like other speakers. Mm. Right. Let me tell the audience right now, the reason why I reached out to Canal is not because uh, you know, he's associated with people. What caught my attention was on Instagram, and I saw what you were doing on Instagram. It's like, it's positivity, and I saw you speaking with children, right? Children at that age, that is the most, well, we are constantly growing. I feel like even though I'm so old, I'm still a child in my head. They are still forming their cognitive thinking. They're still forming as to their worth. They're still forming, you know, uh, what can I bring to the, to the world? So when I saw Cornell speaking and to, to the kids and his speaking uh, gigs, and I thought, okay, I want to speak with this human being. Mm. I didn't know who Canal was. <laughs> I, I, I had no clue who Canal was. Just based on your speech, I was like, I want to connect with this human being because this human is really unique. I correct myself, not human being. I call human becomings because we are constantly evolving. Yeah. Nice, I like it. <clears throat> so when we connect with other people, when we... When we look at other people, we have to think it from a different perspective, right? They have got a unique strengths. I want to learn from this human, right? I want to learn from them. How can I be better? How can they, how can they help me? Or how can I help them? And it's just not one way. Yeah. Right? It's always yeah. reciprocal. That's we good. have, we That's have good. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. I love it. Human, human becomings. I like that. Mila, you hit me with all sorts of new, new like little gems that I that I've never heard. So thank you, I appreciate it. I love the knowledge. Oh no, I thank you for speaking with me too. But it, it's just when I saw you, I was like, you know what? 
I want to speak with him. It's, it's, it, because I've been like looking, I've been looking to people, or I've been looking for people to speak with. It's like, how can we make humanity better? How can we make our humans more empowered? And that's my mission. And you can't carry out a mission alone, right? You, you can't, you have to form a community. So yeah. I really appreciate you speaking with me today. No, thank you so much. Hey, I have another question for you, not sure. you, but let's, let's dip yeah, yeah. a little bit into that human needs right we speak about positivity and then we transitioned into uh you know how we need to embrace all of our emotions we how we need to embrace our individualistic ways thinking let's talk about human needs i read that anthony robbins defines or defined or coined the six core terms human needs would be certainty variety significance love and connection mm. right so let's talk about connection yeah. how can we connect how do we connect sometimes we connect even without realizing i want to hear your take yeah. connections well connection is isn't just physical connection or verbal connections also energy it's energetic connection right so people that don't believe in that you can say you can be in a room and someone can walk in and you feel a different energy, like a weird energy, right? Like you're not, there's, there's a vibe about someone that you feel like isn't, it doesn't align with you. And then you can prove yourself wrong or right. You know, you find out like, oh, wait, you know what? I don't align with this person. I can see people online energetically. I know almost 90% of the time if we're going to be a good connection. Immediate. As soon as you contacted me, I, the first thing I did was look at the interview you had with my, my good friend, Claude. Right. And as soon as I saw Claude, I needed maybe, I don't know, two minutes of you guys having a conversation. I said, oh, me and me are going to have a great conversation. I knew it right away. So connection for me is there's just there's different levels to it. I have I always tell people I have a very small inner circle and then I have a realm around that. That's a lot bigger. And then a realm around that is bigger than by the time we get to like the associate level. Yeah, I know a lot of people, you know, and you know a lot of people, but it's not people that I talk to on a regular basis, right? So my connections are a little bit different. We're all connected, but it's just a different type of connection. My thing with connection is when you're in my inner circle, you have more of access to my time, right? If you're in this inner circle, you have me 24-7. If you need me, something goes down, I got you, right? Not saying that I don't have you if you're in the outer circle. It's just that my priority goes from in, out. That's the way I look at it. And it's nothing to be disrespectful or to be mean. I'm just being one party is if we talk once a year and I talk to Mila once a week and Mila needs me and you need me at the same time, I'm going to Mila, right? I'll get with you as soon as I finish, but this is a priority. So I think there's such a power in connecting and you said something that was great. We don't do it alone. And there's an African like mantra or phrase that they use. They say, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together, right? I believe that your mission, my mission, Claude's mission, his mission, her mission, everybody's mission, that is true. They all come together, right? They're different missions, but they all kind of flow together. So I want to connect with as many Milas as possible. People that fill me up, that make me feel good, that I could help and say, man, this woman here, bro, you have got to get on her show, or you got to bring her in to speak at your event, or whatever the case may be, right? Like that's my mindset immediately. So I do feel that collaboration is key, but it's the right collaboration. 
don't just collaborate with people to collaborate with freaking people. Like don't just have people be your friend on LinkedIn, whatever. And they, there is not a fit, right? It's like a square peg in a, in a, in a circle. Like it's not a fit and it's okay to say, Hey man, thank you for reaching out, blah, 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 blah. And then just leaving it at that. Like it doesn't have, nothing has to grow from it. Right. But you never know. Maybe they might know someone that knows someone that's a good fit for you. But if I don't have a vibe, if I don't feel it, I'm going to table it. And I might table it till I'm 95. We may never talk again. Right. But, and that's okay because there's billions of people on the planet that you can connect with. So connectivity is very, it's key. And you have to do it with an open mind and an open heart. If you don't do it with an open mind and an open heart, the connection is not going to happen. I love it, Connell. I, I agree with you 1,000%. If that's even a number <laughs> of existence. I absolutely loved what you said, that like we are all connected, right? Mm. By various degrees. And I love what you just said about if we do not vibe, right? I, I, I truly, truly believe, and I can sense energy level, I know it sounds really cuckoo, but no. I, I can sense energy level. So I love, I love like being physical. Like I yep. love touching people. I love hugging them mm -hmm. because I gain a sense of their energy. And if I do not get a good sense of energy, my heart shuts down. Mm. It's, it's, I can't explain it. Even though I force myself to open up my heart, yeah. it doesn't go really well. I get it, yeah. It's, it's, it doesn't go really well. I can't be open. I can't have this kind of fluent conversation, right? Even my ability to think becomes limited because yeah. my energy is saying, do not share, protect yourself. It's not do not share, protect yourself. Mm -hmm. And we have the ability to do that. And I love what you just said, connect and collaborate with someone <clears throat> whom we vibe with, right? Don't just collaborate for the sake of collaborating yeah. or don't just collaborate or associate yourself because you're a millionaire. I'm going to, I'm going to associate myself with Bill Gates yeah. or Naveen Jain because yeah. we are all influencers. Right. And, and people do that. That's, that's great. Yeah. But when your truth, like you said, when your truth does not align and when your truth does not come together like branches of a tree, right? Like the trunk, is what that helps every one branch out. It is the same core, but it branches out. It's like on one branch, that's canal. On another branch, that's another person or some person, right? We, we are branching out to, oh, branching out to plant our seeds of love, positivity, mm -hmm. courage. And yeah. I absolutely love what you just said, connectivity. Yeah. Brilliantly put. Thank you. It's, uh, it's I, I don't know. I mean, we're, they, there was a book, one of my favorite books is by Malcolm Gladwell. It's called Outliers. And in that book, he was talking about, I don't know if it's in that one or another book, that he was talking about this community, and I believe it was Italy. And they had the longest, um, uh, the longest lifespan. So their average uh, year of death was like somewhere in the early 90s or late 80s, something like the longest. And when they explored this town, they, they realized there was like no like TVs, really, no like phones, none of that stuff. But it was the neighborhood they were exploring. People would go out like back in the days and just walk and sit on each other's porch and have a conversation. They'd make bread and bring it to your na their neighbor's house. They'd eat together. So you had this sense of community. 
So they're sharing every single day. They're sharing that energy. They're giving each other energy, right? And that's why when you have this community, it's like people, it's almost like you feel like, well, I have someone to live for, right? So I want to stay and I want to see this person grow. You know, it's funny in animals, you see like when you have two animals, right? And one passes away. Sometimes like right after the other one passes away, like they're the same age, right? Like you have two dogs, one dog passes away. And, and it's almost people say it's because they're like heartbroken, right? Like the animal misses the other one. You know, you hear even in couples and humans, like old couples, one passes away, the other one passes away like the same time or like a day after, two days after. And it's like they're perfectly healthy and they're gone. It's because there's so much stuff out there that we don't know like how we're connected. We don't realize how strongly it is. We just realize what we're told, right? Uh, proper formal education can't tell you about energy. They don't talk to you about energy. They talk to you about science, but they don't talk about the energy that we have as human beings amongst each other. The energy that can say, why does Mila feel that way when she just touches, when she hugs someone? Where does that come from, right? That's like divine energy, and that's not taught in school books. Right. So, yeah, it's a it's a it's a beautiful subject. And that's why I wake up smiling all the time, because I know I'm going to connect with amazing people and it just fills me up. You know, I'm just like, oh, I can't wait. Like today I knew I had this today. I, was, I woke up. I'm like, oh, this is going to be dope. Like, I can't wait to talk to Mila today. Right. So, <laughs> I, I, I felt that too. I was like, OK, today is going to be so brilliant. Right. And, yeah. and you and you, shat, you just mentioned something about you woke up smiling. Yeah. Right. And. And let's talk about smiling for a bit because yeah. I love to talk about this. Yeah. Smiling is contagious, right? And at the same time, it, it catches people off guard. Mm -hmm. like I, I, I love smiling at random, at random strangers. <laughs> and then sometimes strangers will look at me as like, yeah. smiling at me? And then they'll turn around. Yeah. Why are you smiling at me? And then yeah. it's, it's this weird, I, I do not know, mouth movement that they do. It's, yeah. yeah, they don't know how, it's almost like they don't know how to. You smile, they're like, you're like, no, bro, it's really easy. That's right. Do that in New York, New York City? Yeah, I did in D.C. Oh, my God, really? They get thrown, you're like, smile, and they're just, because they're so used to having tunnel vision and being locked in that when they finally look up and they see someone smiling at them that does not know them, their first thing, first thing is, well, what do they want? Right? Right. Oh, my God. You hit it right on canal. Yeah. Right. And you just mentioned about tunnel vision. Right? Like, I'm so curious to know, why do people have this tunnel vision? Right. I know there's lots, a lot of contributors to it, right, because of the society or the community or the world that we live in. But... It's so easy to shift that tunnel vision. When I say easy, it's not overnight. Mm. It's, it's a mode of an action, right? One action, even if it's such a minute scale, mm -hmm. like looking at and just making eye contact. Yeah. I want to hear from you. Like, yeah. What creates tunnel vision and how can we shift tunnel vision? Uh, brainwashing. That's what creates tunnel vision, brainwashing. When you're little and as you go through the, you know, your school systems and as you have interactions with people and as they start to put an A on your paper and a B on someone else's and the F on someone else's, you're taught 
like, you know, you got to be the best and you got to get ahead. And it's like, you know, dog eats dog world out there, son or daughter and blah, 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 blah. And you got to so you, you hear all this bullshit growing up and they make you think that while you're working to be the best you you can be, you can't take anybody with you. Right. They don't think they don't talk about that. They don't talk about the collaboration we're talking about. They talk about, man, you it's just you. You got to fight. You got to be the best. Right. So what do you do? You lock in. And you focus goes from here to here to here. And now you're just focusing on your own path, your own trajectory. And you don't see anybody to your left or to your right. There might be people that can help you on that mission of being great. There might be people that you can help on their mission of being great. And you guys can do it together, right? Like we might be facing a wall and I might not be able to jump it. But man, I can get you on my shoulders and you can get to the top of it. And I can jump, you can grab my arm and I can pull myself up. Then we both get over the wall. So we're not taught that, we're brainwashed and what you said was great. It's not an overnight thing to change brainwashing. It's gradual, right? We're, it's like any other addiction. We're addicted to looking after just ourselves. We have a survival brain, right? We gotta survive, we gotta survive, we gotta pers- uh, persevere, we have to, it's, but it's just us, right? That's why people change so much when they have kids because it's no longer about you. Like I have a six-year-old, a four-year-old. Like it's no longer about you anymore, it's about your kids. So your first thoughts are no longer about, well, how do I get ahead? It's like, okay, I need to make, help these kids survive. Like what do I need to do to make this happen? So I still have a sense of like, I wanna be great. I have to figure out how to be great. But my kids, they're all, my family's always in my mind. So I think that for us, it's just like rewiring the system. And instead of saying, well, how can Mila help me? First, I always first say, how can I help the person? First, if it's someone that I think is dope, that is doing a great thing, I'm like, how can I help the person? Like, what? Well, even if it's something small like, oh, Mila, you know, I have a great guest for you. You need to interview. I think you guys have an amazing conversation. Even if it's just that, right? I'm thinking about you. And you know what happens when you do, when you give to people, you get back exponentially. When you give, you get back exponentially. I can tell you a gazillion stories of this. You can tell me a gazillion stories of this where you just give freely and you're not thinking about anything back and then things just come to you, right? So I'm always thinking outside first. And that's not saying I'm not, I, I put myself first before anything because if it's not for me, I can't do anything else for anybody else. But when it comes to like that type of thinking, like when I'm doing something or interacting with someone, I'm always thinking, how can I help them? When I walk down the street and I'm in New York City, and I see people and they're, you know, they have this, I got their shields up and they're blah, 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 blah. And they're walking straight and you smile at them or you say hi, or you give them a nod and they smile back sometimes. That's such a beautiful moment because it was unexpected, right? That they were going to get that smile today. They didn't leave that house thinking that the same streets they walked down every single day, someone was going to look up at them, acknowledge them, like I see you and smile at them. You know, same thing when you hold the door for someone, what do they do for the next person? They hold the door, like you said, it's contagious, right? So then you just start this ripple effect. So I, yeah, I just, I think we need to just start, we just need to rewire our brains. Our brains have been wired wrong for so long. Once we start rewiring our brains, I think we can start seeing the bigger picture that in a hundred years, none of us are gonna be here. This whole planet is gonna be renewed, right? Everybody's gonna be off it, in a hundred years that are on it right now and a whole new group of, of renters are going to be here for another hundred years, then they're going to be gone. So what are you going to do in your hundred years? Who are you going to impact? Are you just going to impact yourself?
I love it. I, I absolutely love that, Cornell. And I love what you just said, like when you smile at someone in New York, it's unexpected, right? And they reciprocate that smile. And I feel like sometimes what's a, another human is going through, it's not visible mm. to us, right? It, it's not transparent to us. Their parent might have passed away or or someone in their family might have had a stroke or was paralyzed yeah. or, or they might like, like, like you mentioned earlier in this conversation is like someone might have lost their job, but we do not show it. Right. It's hidden. Yeah. And they carry that baggage. They carry that baggage within them thinking, Oh my God, my day is bad. But mm -hmm. a smile from an absolute stranger just shares the, the message. Like you're wanted. Yeah. You're loved. Like you mentioned earlier on, you don't need to communicate love to to your partner or to your spouse or to your children or to your mom and dad. It can be to a complete stranger saying that you are loved, you're wanted, and yeah. smile does that. Yeah, so true. And with no words, right? Like we can communicate without using any words at all. That's the beauty of being a human. Like we can say animals do the same thing, right? If a, if a dog snarls at you. You're not like, oh, here, Fido, let me pet you. You're like, oh, crap, this dog does not seem happy, right? Same thing when the dog wags his tail. It's like almost like it's smiling. We don't need words to communicate. I can just smile at you. And you know what? That could be my great deed for the day is just giving out as many smiles as I possibly can and not being discouraged when I give some out and they don't come back <laughs> because sometimes you throw them out and they do not throw them back. It's cool. Just move on to the next one. You never know. What, like you said, you never know what you went through. My wife was in labor. I was driving from the hospital from my house to the hospital, like a crazy person. And that's what I think about sometimes when I'm driving on the highway and people cut me off. I'm like, maybe there's someone in the car, maybe there's someone sick, right? Maybe, maybe there's something that has, to, maybe there's some, something happened at home, they gotta get home. Cause the way I was driving, I was like, I was like Vin Diesel in Fast and Furious, right? I was <laughs> like cutting off everybody. I was like, they have no idea that, you know, my wife is going through labor right now. They just see some idiot just driving like a crazy person. So I always remind myself, everybody has their stuff. Everybody has their stuff. And you just got to remember that sometimes. Some people just have, they just need a hug. You know, some people are just on this planet. Just yes. Hug them. And, you know, they, they need that. So, yeah, it's, it's funny to hear you say that because uh, I'm the same way. I think if we were walking on the same block on, on either side, as we got to each other, I think like hundreds of people we would have smiled at. Right. And that's just two of us. Okay. Imagine if there was 10 of us, you know, smiling and just, you know, nodding or saying hi. Beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's I, I read a quote that a smile is the shortest distance between two strangers. Yeah. And I feel that oh, a hug or a wave as well. Right. Yeah. And I, I used to, I, well, I still do this sometimes <laughs> and, until someone <laughs> told me I'm weird, but. <laughs> hey, I still do this. Yeah. Sometimes I just w wave at strangers. Like I'll be in my car and I'll say, I'll just wave. <laughs> it's or when I'm walking and I'll say hello, or yeah. when someone's leaving the restaurant and I'll say toodles. Yeah. And, and I've had friends, I've had <laughs> family look at me like, do you know that person? Yeah. But do we really need to know someone in order to say hi or to, to say toodles or to say have a good day or smile. Yeah. It's there was, there was a woman at the airport. I will not forget her face. 
I was walking here. She was walking here. I was in a completely different state. I don't even know what state I was in. I think it was North Carolina somewhere. And I was connecting. And we were walking past. And she worked for the airline. And as we were walking past, I always listen to music when I'm in the airport because everybody seems so angry. I listen to like music. Like I'm, just, I'm singing to myself. You see me in the airport, it's a show. Like same thing when I go food shopping. I always listen to music because it just like, people are, look like they're so miserable. I just like cheering up. So I'm in the airport and I'm just like walking and, you know, probably rapping or, you know, saying something to myself, singing, whatever. And she was, as she's walking towards me, I catch her eye. And she gives me this humongous smile, like humongous. So my face like lights up and we're not, we didn't, we're not stopping. We're just smiling at each other, right? Smiling at each other, smiling at each other, smiling at each other. And then she looks back and I look back and we wave and we just keep walking. And it was like, I talk about now I get goosebumps because it was such a beautiful moment that we shared. And we didn't say a word. We didn't stop. We didn't stop and say, hey, how are you doing? But we just kept going. I had to go to my, you know, fights, I had to go somewhere. And we just looked back and waved, and that was it. And in that moment, like gone with the wind, right? In that moment, the moment was over, but I'll never forget the moment because it was so beautiful. So in a moment, you can change someone's life. In a moment, you can change someone's day. In a moment, you can change someone's situation. In a moment, a moment is this, right? So... We, had, we need to value those and understand that that kindness, that positivity, that, you know, love, man, if you can change someone's life in that in a split second, in a good way, then why not be conscious of that when you're walking around this earth? Beautiful. Oh, my God. I, I absolutely love that, Kamal. It's we do and have to live in the moment, yeah. right? It's, it's like you said, the moment is gone. Yeah. And I absolutely love that story that you just shared. It's two strangers. Yeah. <laughs> two strangers that aren't strangers. Right. right. Like, smile. Yeah. The smile shortened that distance. Yeah. And I love what you just said. Two strangers are no longer strangers. Yeah. And we need to eliminate that, that narrative, right? Mm-hmm. As, oh, that's a stranger. I, I, I understand, you know, sometimes... Uh, for the for your kids like or for someone else's kids they will say oh stranger danger sure but if we are all connected to each other and we are connected like there's a six degree separation we are all related because we all share at least one strand of dna mm-hmm. so we're all connected why must we call ourselves strangers why not call ourselves as friends who have not been connected yet yeah yeah. It, it changes everything. Yeah. I love it. I love it's, it. I mean, not, I mean, this is the first time we've talked, right? Look how long we've been talking for and how freely we've been talking for. I, right. I didn't know you before this. Like, we didn't have some pre-call before the interview. We just started talking. You're not a stranger to me, right? You're someone that I, that I know. Just, I mean, it's in, like instantaneous right i just seeing your seeing your video before i was like oh i know her because i like i know these type of people that are just amazing human beings that are here for the greater good like i know her mission i like i I realize who this person is i see this person already so uh, think about having a 42 minute conversation with someone that you just see in an elevator right right you're you're immediately then you change the scenery and you're just like 
you don't even say a word. You don't say hi. You don't say anything. You just wait for your floor. You know, the person's looking down their phone, like, you know, hopefully this person doesn't talk to me. You know, think about your Uber driver. You know, your Uber driver, now they have a thing where you can click on, you know, I don't want to be talked to on my ride. Oh my God, yes. Yeah. Uh, when I saw that, I was thinking to myself, okay, so why even take the Uber or the Lyft? Just drive your bloody self to the yeah. Apple or to wherever that you want to go, right? You are depending on another human to take you somewhere. At least have some gratitude. Yeah. Your life is in their hand. Your life right. is in their hand. And you, and you I, I, I got picked up. I'm going back to London um, Saturday, right? For, to promote the summit and all that stuff. And I got picked up. I was speaking in London and the driver picked me up and it was, Mila, it was a, two hour drive the driver said hello and good night mr thomas oh my god nothing and then the next day i mean when i was leaving i had another driver hello oh good morning goodbye that's it silence that was it i was like Okay, <laughs> I was like, all right, uh, I guess we're not going to be talking. So, I mean, and again, you don't have to talk the whole entire time. I look at the, the like on a flight, you sit next to the person, the person says hello, you say hi, and then, you, you know, you talk for a little bit, you watch a movie, blah, 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 you, you know, it depends on how long the flight is. But I've actually had plane rides where I've talked to the person for, you know, like short plane rides, two hours, three hours. We've talked for like three hours. We've exchanged information and we've stayed in contact, right? So, yeah, I, I think that it's... I don't know. I think when you start cutting off humans' ability to communicate with one another, you give people an option not to talk. Some of them are going to take that option. You can miss out on something really beautiful. I agree with you. It's, I mean, you, you just mentioned we miss out the opportunity in something beautiful, right? It's, it's, having, it's, it's giving your year or a shoulder for someone else to speak or to share or your year to listen yeah. to someone else, yeah. right? And I, and I absolutely love that. And I was, I went to Southeast Asia earlier this year mm. to film a documentary. Oh, wow. And it's a long flight. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a long flight. Yeah. And I made friends at the airport and it, it they were, there were this couple and they are going back to Vietnam. So they have lived in the U.S. for 28 years. And then we just started speaking. And, oh, my God, it's, I do not, maybe it was just meant to be the universe was saying, okay, you have to talk to them more. So I, I met them at the airport. We spoke for a bit. And then we got in the queue for the ticketing. And then we went about different ways because, they I went on the expediter TSA check and then they went on the longer queue. And I went to get my tea and then we didn't see each other at the boarding area. But when I got onto the plane canal, they were sitting right beside me. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. And it, it takes us back to the conversation that we were having yeah. just now, right? Yeah. How special is that? Everyone is special. Everyone has got a connection, right? It's, they sat beside me. We were talking and then they were eating something. And then I had a special meal. So I, 
I decided to become a vegetarian just for my health purpose. So I had a vegetarian meal and they were asking, oh, are you a vegetarian? I said, well, yes, I became a vegetarian for a few reasons. And they were so curious. And and then I, I asked them, would you like to taste my food? And they were so surprised by it. Yeah. They were surprised by it. They were like, oh, you would share your food. And my response was, of course. Yeah. Food. Food yeah. brings all of us together. Yeah. Right? And then they they had a vegetarian dish. Like, I think it was a bun or something. And said, no, this is for you. Yeah. Who it's would awesome. do that? Yeah. It's awesome. I love it. I love it. Like, Mila, when I hear stories like this, it just makes me realize, and I hope it, helps your listeners and other people realize no matter what you see on this opinionated media channel that you watch or whatever, there's so much hope for humanity. And I know it doesn't seem like it. I know there are days where you turn on the news and you watch all this crap and this garbage, but there's so much hope because there's people like the couple that you met, there's people like you and there's people that all over the world that are like us, right? That are just nice, kind, amazing people. And their stories aren't put to light because that's not what sells really, right? The train wreck sells, not this beautiful story here. So it's our goal to make this positivity and make all these things, bring it to light and let people realize, hey man, like this is a cool story that happened to me recently. You know, this is a cool story that happened to me last year. This is people that I still talk to. So be open to those connections, right? Maybe somebody to hear that story and say, Next time someone says hi to them in line, they're not going to be like, oh my gosh. They're like, oh, hey, how are you doing? And who knows? Maybe that person will end up sitting next to them. And next, you, have this, you have this great connection. So, yeah, I love that story. That story makes me smile. That's great. It's, yeah. As I love human connections like that. It's yeah. like, like we discussed just now. It's like we're all connected in some way. Mm-hmm. And a smile produces that distance. It's, I, I, absolutely absolutely loved exploring your mind today and yeah. your heart canal i call it hardship i absolutely call it hardship i am so thankful to have this opportunity to share this space with you to Thank speak you. it's and i know that you are hosting a submit it's called the positivity submit could you share a little bit about the submit to the audience sure so this is our next positivity summit is actually in london um, it's going to be September 14th and 15th. I've ran one in New Jersey, New York, Los Angeles, and I've spoken in my, this Saturday is going to be my seventh time in London. So I've spoken in England like six times already. So I wanted to do an event there. Uh, I love the crowd. I love how real the crowd is. Like they're more, um, how do I put this? They're more conservative when it comes to emotions and feelings. So they're not like, I do an event here and I speak here and everyone's like, ah! you know, it goes crazy. In England, you really have to earn it, you know, and that's what I love about speaking in England. I don't want it to just be easy. I, I love the fact that I have to win people over when I go to England and let them realize that it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to open up a little bit. And I speak from realism. I don't talk, I don't really talk super fluffy. You know, I talk just how I'm talking right here. So one day is uh, speakers and workshops and like just a lot of fun. And the next day is we do an outreach and we kind of pick charities to partner with where we can help. So uh, we still have a couple speakers the second day, but it's more of helping people that are in need, helping people that are less fortunate than us. Uh, we have one day options, two day options, but 
uh, it's going to be a beautiful event. I'm so excited. We have a good friend of mine, Lisa Skipton. She has a speakers bureau that has been helping me. And then uh, Sunnybird PR is all over it. And then Claude is speaking out of Claude Silver. We have so many greats. I mean, I have a speaker from Germany, Dubai, uh, Claude, Claude, people from New Jersey, people from England. Like, it's going to be crazy. So I'm, and I'm just going gonna, gonna to show up too. I guess I'll go. Uh, so it's going <laughs> to be fun. And it's not like um, I've, I created the Positivity Summit because I was sick of how expensive all these different events were and how that it only talked to like the 1%. You know, like who has a thousand pounds to go do an event for two days or three days or, you know, only people that have, you know, access to that kind of money or privy to that kind of money. I think education that we're talking about, the education that we talked about today on this podcast, I think that should be open fairly uh, cheap to the masses. So people are going to be able to come to this summit and for a third or fourth of what some of these crazy ticket prices are. Because I want to change the model. I want people that have this information to share it more freely and not worrying about having their private jet. You know, I, I I really thank you for doing this because it, it means a lot not only to me, but to a lot of other people out there. Because, like you said, you're shifting that paradigm, right? It's it's not exclusive, and I want to share this with you, not because <laughs> I want sympathy, but it it really resonates closely to my heart, and what you're doing resonates to to the mission to the greater good. So many times, right, when speakers want to speak because they want to express their mission, they want to bring their story, it's always, how many followers do you have on Instagram? Have you had a PR with Forbes magazine, with Inc. magazine, with Huffington Post? And you are showing it, right? You're shifting that paradigm. And I call it hardship. Mm. I call it hardship. It comes from the heart. Yeah. I call it shifting that paradigm of fear into empowerment and courage. Yeah. And thank you. I sincerely thank you for doing that because we need more of that. Yeah. Right? It's education. It's growth. It's, it's growing your heart and your mind. And thank you, Canal, for doing that. Thank you. <laughs> so, Canal, where can people, listeners, find you and connect with you? Uh, I'm Cornell Thomas pretty much across the board. On Instagram, it's Cornell Thomas34. Twitter, it's Cornell Thomas. Facebook's Cornell Thomas. LinkedIn's Cornell Thomas. It's nothing like basketball dude, 75. Like, it's nothing crazy like that. Um, and I tell people all the time, when you reach out to me, I'll, I'll, reach, I'll hit you right back. Like, I'll, I'll message you back. I, I have people that reach out to me after I speak, and they're super surprised that I reach out right back out to them, like, immediate because I believe in this connection. So it doesn't matter if, you know, one day there's a gazillion people that follow me or whatever, which I don't care about at all. I will always have time to reach out to people and say, hey, what do you need? Because some of the messages that I've gotten have been people that have really needed someone uh, in their life at a certain point in time. And I believe that I was created to be one of those people to take the burden off some others. So uh, yeah, reach out to me and I'll contact you right back. That is beautiful, Canal. Thank you. Thank you for being born. I, I yeah. sincerely mean that. Yeah. Like going back, right? We are all special because we bring our strengths to to impact this world, to impact humanity. Uh, thank you again for being You're born and and sharing this space <laughs> with me. Yeah. 